0: Well, good morning I'd like to thank these guys we yesterday we had a wedding and so Thursday night they struck the stage which means I if they say struck I think it means getting rid of everything uh, and then they came they're here early this morning setting up um, the stage again so that we can sing this morning and so thank you guys for that uh, you clap for them yes <laughs> a beautiful wedding yesterday good- a couple in our church got married, um, and uh, kind of a cool story. They both both their spouses had uh, passed away, and they found each other and found true love. It's a uh, pretty cool for them. We've been uh, going through this series called uh, New Beginnings, and so. Aaron and I kind of were sitting back and thinking about, you know, what to do. We kind of came through Genesis, we kind of, we finished Genesis, and we we're going to start into Romans, uh, September 8th, and uh, we kind of worked on theme about this week. for we these four weeks? And we were thinking, what, what should we talk about for these four weeks? And, you know, we did, we came through Genesis, and we we're thinking, oh, it'd be cool to hear stories. Of people. We read about stories of people in the Bible all day long and how God's worked and how uh, God get frustrated with people, but we hear stories, and so last couple of weeks we've been hearing stories of of just what God is doing in people's lives. You know, we we talked about the one another's and how we're supposed to love one another and how we're supposed to take care of one another. We went through um, the series, some of our community groups went through the the seven letters to the church and it was this idea of just going, hey, what is God's, you know, kind of scraping a Way what we've always done as a church. What's the Bible have to say to us today? What is it saying? And so we kind of look through that. And so we got to this place. is like you know we want to hear stories. What are, what are, what's going on in your guys's life? I'll give you snapshots of stories of what's going on, how God is working in people's lives. Just people that are sitting here today because it's exciting when you hear what God is doing in people's lives. One of my favorite uh, stories in the Bible is 2 Kings chapter 22, and it's the story of, of Josiah. And Josiah was, uh, as a king, and if you read the story, Josiah was, uh, verse 1, he was 8 years old. Now, I don't know about you, but if you think about a king being 8 years old, it doesn't seem right, right? It says there, I'm going to pick it up in verse 1. It says, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And then his mother's name was Jedediah, the daughter of Adiah uh, of Bo's Cuff. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all the way of David his father. And he did not turn aside to the right or to the left. And then verse 3 says, in the 18th year of King Josiah, so I assume that maybe that was the 18th year of his reign, he's going to be 26 or he's 18, but he's still a young man, right? And it says, the king sent Shaphan, the son of Asaliah, son of Meshulam, the secretary to the house of the Lord, saying, grow up to Hilkiah the high priest, that he may count the money that has been brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the threshold have collected from the people. And let it be given into the hand of the workmen who have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And let them give it to the workmen who are at the house of the Lord repairing the house. That is, to the carpenters and to the builders and to the masons. And let them use it for buying timber and quarrying stone to repair the house. But no accounting shall be asked from, uh, from them for the money that is delivered into their hands, for they deal honestly. Then verse 8 says, And Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan, the secretary, He said, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Like, where has it been? He found it. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And Shaphan, the secretary, came to the king and reported to the king, "Your servants have emptied out the money that ha- that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hands of the workmen, who have the oversight of the house of the Lord." Then Shaphan, the secretary, told the king, "Hilkiah the priest has given me a book." And Shaphan read it before the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, and Achim the son of Shaphan, and uh, Akbar and the son of Micaiah, gosh, a lot of good names, and Shaphan the secretary, and Asiah the kings of servant, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and all of Judah concerning these, these words of the book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that's kindled against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is concerning us. And so you got Josiah. I don't know where the book's been. Not sure why they haven't been following it. But he's reading the book and finds out that, uh uh-oh, we're not doing what's right. We've been following our fathers, and what our fathers have been doing, but not, what obviously, what the book is saying. And I don't know if you've been reading along with us, and we kind of went through Isaiah a while back, and now we're in Jeremiah, and, and you see God's wrath, and how God gets frustrated with his people. And basically, all God's asking us to do, if you read, this last week you read in John 14, all he wants us to do is to keep his commandments. All he wants us to do is to follow him. And he says, that's all I'm asking you to do you read here, and he's eight years old, the 18th year of his reign, they've been doing this thing, he finds the book and he opens it up and he's like, uh-oh, we're not doing what it says. And, you know, back, going back to the letters of the church thing, when we, we went through that, and might have you people go, whoa, you want to do it Francis John did? It's like, no, we just want to do what the book says, because the book is what we need to follow. Not traditions, not what has been, but what is the book telling us to do? And that's, I think mean, for us, when we started going through all the one another's, it's like, oh, he wants us to be in a heck of a lot better relationship than we are. It's not just about coming to church on a Sunday morning, it's about loving one another, caring for one another, bearing one another's burdens, standing up for each other, and being each other's lives, which really the church today has kind of gotten away from move to this place that we come on Sunday morning, we're good, (laughs) and then I'll I'll be back next week. But as we've read the book, we're realizing we need to be in relationship, that we need to be in tight relationship. And so here, Josiah's reading the book, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh, this is on my watch. I'm the king, and this book, (laughs) we've been doing it all wrong. I've been following my dad, I've been following my grandpa, I've been following my great-grandpa. For a long time. They've told me what it was right. I just followed what they did. I was eight. I was only eight when I became the king. And then, so it says, here, Paul, the priest, and it came in, the Agbor, and Shaphan, and a went to Huda, the prophetess, and the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikva, the son of Gosh, keeper of the wardrobe. Now she lived in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they talked with her, and she said to them, Thus the Lord, thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, tell the man who sent to you, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring, bring disaster upon the place and upon its inhabitants. All the words of this book that the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and have, made offerings to other gods, and they might provoke me to anger with all the work of their hands. Therefore, my wrath will be kindled against this place, and it will not be quenched. But to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, regarding the words that you have heard, because your heart was penitent and you humbled yourself before the Lord, when you heard how I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants that they should become a desolation and a curse and you have torn your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, you, declare the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes shall not see all the disaster that I will bring upon this place. And they brought back the word to the king. And so, Josiah gets everybody together. And he, says, and he says And the king sits, and all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem gathered to him. And the king went up to that house of the Lord. And with him all the men of Judah and all its inhabitants of Jerusalem and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read. There, uh, he, and he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that have been found in the house of the Lord. And it says, And the king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statues with all his heart and all his soul, and to perform these words of the servant that were written in the book, and all the people joined with in the covenant. And so the king got the people together and says, You know, we haven't really been following this thing at all. What do you think? Let's follow the book. And all the people got together and said, "Yeah, let's let's follow the book. Let's not follow tradition and everything that's been happening. Let's follow the book." And so, from that moment, I'm not going to read it all to you, but he went. He took. He cleaned house. And you go through verse four all the way uh, to almost verse twenty. You reads words like he burned down on. He disposed the priest. He beat it. The dust out. He broke down the houses. He bought, uh, he, he tore down in high places. He he removed, he burned, he broke into pieces. He went in and cleaned house. I don't know if you ever heard of Asherah and Asherah player. It was this goddess that they kind of worshipped, and they brought him into the house of the Lord. And he just cleaned house. And the priests that were leading, he got rid of them because they obviously weren't leading by the book. And he cleaned it up. And then verse 21 says, And the king commanded all the people to keep the Passover to the Lord your God, as it is written in the book of the covenant. For no such Passover has been kept since the days of the judges who judged Israel, or during all the days of the kings of Israel, or the kings of Judah. Can you imagine that? I mean, all this time. They're not getting together. They haven't kept the, they haven't kept the door of the Lord. They haven't. They, they, whatever was going on. And he decided they were going to do that. He says, but in the 18th year of King Josiah, this passive was kept to the Lord in Jerusalem. And it says, moreover, Josiah put away the mediums and the necromancers and the household of gods and the idols and all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, that he might establish the word of the law that were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. And before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul. I read that story to you because it just, it, Josiah had a new beginning. <laughs> he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know the book of the law. He, he heard it and he's like, this can't be happening. And, and he started reading it and he started following what the book had to say. This year we have been encouraging you to read through the Word of God. Because when you're in the Word of God, when you're reading it, it moves you. I don't know about you this year. I've gone, I got a week at a time where I just got busy and I haven't. And I'm like, ah. Huh. And so, I, you know, I've told you guys, and we've said, you know, just being where we are that day, don't catch up, don't worry about it. Just, but I didn't listen to myself, and I had to catch up. <laughs> and, and, but it's in reading the word that, I, that I'm, I'm softened, that I see more clear, that I see better. And it's this where we need to be. We need to be. We need to know what God wants of us. And we get so caught up in every other thing. But Josiah has a new beginning, and he leads and he gets out in front of the people and he says, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're trying to do for this. Is just, you know, when God moves, it's pretty cool. When God moves in people's lives. It's, it's, you know what I, I say, we ask people, hey, you want to tell your story? Uh, and it's like, oh, no, I don't want to tell my story. But you know what? It's not your story. It's God's story. And when people hear your story and what God's doing in your life, guess who's glorified? not you. It's God. And that's the hope the whole, for us is to be able to share what God's doing in our lives. To be able to tell people, hey, this is what God, he showed up. A lot of times we feel like we're bragging. He's like, hey. But God shows up and you allow him to do what he wants to do. This morning I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring Raphael up. He's going to share with us a little bit. that way. I obey. <laughs> he asked if we could pray, so let's mm. pray. <laughs> Father,
1: thank you for this opportunity to um, share my life. That um, Your Holy Spirit would uh, reflect the understanding of uh, You, Jesus, within my life and all that You've done for for me. That um, I would be able to encourage and and bless uh, this family my family in Jesus name thank you
0: you're What am i do i get to you yeah, you sure. cool. <laughs> wanna hear you, you know, one of what I'd asked um, Raphael talking to Raphael about his life and you know I asked would you know we talked about Josiah and, sure. you know God showed up when he you know read the book to him and just tell. I was talk to you about your story, and God showed up in your life. Tell us about it a little bit.
1: Okay. <laughs> when God showed up in my life, I was actually um, singing um, inside of a shop, a wood shop, where I worked for a bunch of years, and it was Christmas, and I was happy, and I was singing to the Lord. Uh, actually, it was Silent Night, and um, this is truth from God, okay, Um, I didn't really know God in a personal way, but I believed about God, and um, an audible voice that I literally turned around to see if there was somebody talking to me said, yes, this is, Jesus is my son, and the words of these songs are truth. Well, um, it changed my life and I started on my journey. I was like 20 years old.
0: 20 years old? Yeah. What what happened then? What what happened next? Well, interestingly enough, I
1: I did. I started reading God's word a little bit, not really too intensely, but I was interested because I wanted to know God, so I did. I started going to church, and I heard some scriptures, and I actually uh, was prophesied over. This guy came up to me and said, he who is in you is stronger than he who is in the world. And I was like, well, what does that mean?" So I started reading to find these things out.
0: <laughs> you said you said you told me before you that next week you started going to church. You yes. going to church.
1: Yes, I started going to church. I um, I desired to. I, I it wasn't like I needed to because I felt like I had to do something because I already knew about Jesus and I I had heard that this was a. There's nothing you can do about salvation. It's a gift from God. So, so I started going to church to check it out,
0: find out. So they you went on a journey. You've got oh ups and downs in life for the next twenty-seven years, or <laughs>
1: actually, let's see. I'm sixty-two. I was twenty-three, maybe. So for quite a, a few years, a short amount of time, and uh, in that amount of time, I. I I married my high school sweetheart, first of all, Uh, had two children, God started calling me to missionary right away, well, three years later, I just went to Mexico, did this thing with the high school kids, and then I went to Haiti, I was called to go to Haiti for ten days because I'm a carpenter and I was, um, I just put my name in the hat and uh, they sent me to Haiti and I did know how to speak I speak fluent Spanish so God just started using my skills to just do stuff and it's, it's that thing that maybe not most of you here have experienced but and I know many of us have and that's when God calls you to somewhere and says hey uh, I got a job for you to do and you really you just go okay well I'm going to obey so I did and I started uh, my journey and actually uh, then I started the human journey, uh, or realizing the human journey of disappointment, uh, blues, despair, and agony. <laughs> um, my my first wife, my wife left me for another guy when I got back from Haiti, and uh, it was, it's the weirdest part is that the miracle of God allowed me to just really uh, um, exercise the grace of Jesus Christ. I don't think for a guy there's not many things that can really bum you out more than when your wife leaves you for another guy, especially when he was uglier than you. It's all about looks. But, but you know, it was amazing because I went through nine months. I was not going to give up. And uh, we went through nine months of counseling, and um, I gave it to the Lord, and finally pretty much gave up. I said, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to agonize over this anymore. I'm tired. But she stayed at home. And she says to me, God spoke to me and said to stay with his family. And I'm like, oh, you can only imagine. Oh, and that song today. (laughs) That was way greater imagination. But but the point was that she actually said God told her to stay with the family. Well, the very next weekend, she packed her stuff and split. (laughs) And it was broken heart, like you can only imagine. But but God held me through it. And um, do I just keep going? You want to ask me another question? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Okay. So um, so talk about really starting to get into God's Word. You know, when when the rubber meets the road of human life, and you get uh, rejected, and there's all kinds of things that happen. Oh, thank you. This one's messed up. Yeah. Hold it a little closer. A little closer. Oh, I can tell you. Now
0: they can hear you. Start over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> new beginnings right here. Well, you know, we speak about new beginnings, and, and every day is a new beginning for me now. Um, I've gotten into God's Word, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack just and make it kind of quick because it's a huge, long story. Um, um, well, by the grace of God, and, and Jesus' love through me, my first wife, hung out, hung in there. And we raised these kids together in separate households. And, um, and then I got, I was remarried, and the woman was a believer, but wasn't going to church and at that point I was like, if you want to marry with me then we're gonna go to church and we're gonna raise these children. She had two and they were four, five, six, and seven years old. So people thought we were crazy. They didn't know the whole story. But we went to church, we were married 16 years, raised those kids and had one more. And, um, and, um, I, I, I have to go away from all that, really, because the truth of the matter is, no, she decided not to be married to me either, and the guy he was she was going out to lunch with, she ended up marrying him, so I got a double whammy on that one, but at that point, I was actually, I had read the word more, I had a personal, well, my relationship with Jesus, I didn't know what that meant, personal relationship, so I really wanted to. I just so desire to have that.
0: So you come through all that, and then you said 15 years ago. And
1: then 15 years ago, yeah. I meet this lady. <laughs> and I'm about to cry because my life changed. And uh, God started showing me uh, the miracles of his love in a way that I had never known and that was to because of my desire it inspired Kathleen's desire to read God's word so we started with what's that called that
0: book so you you, you were talking about you told me that 15 years ago you wanted to do a devotion together no close to that but what was the name of the book Purpose Driven Life so the
1: Purpose Driven Life I, I decided I wanted to read the Purpose Driven Life but it wasn't in this little town you couldn't find the book So I've been emailing Kathleen because I had met her here and she lived in Eugene. And so I email her one day and I say, hey, I want to read this book called The Purpose Driven Life and I can't get it. So she emails me back, I got two books, I'll bring them over next weekend. I'm like, Mm. okay. I guess she looked in the book and it said, you know, the best way to do this book is with the Holy Spirit, but also with somebody that you can trust. So we went through the purpose driven purpose
0: driven life yes
1: <laughs> and it was this deal where you read one chapter every day for 30 days till you got through it and boy did we get to know each other and the realization of our our, 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 um, our desires not well yes for each other it became but more it started through christ and and the real the reality of jesus wanting to be our friend like, I really never had a friend. I had hundreds of friends. That's the next thing she taught me. Uh, those aren't really friends. You know, friends is different things, and, and um, it's deeper. So I became friends with Jesus Christ.
0: And, and that's huge. You know, we were talking. You said you, after you get through that book, you said that you had a, a deeper desire to to read God's word. You said yes. that.
1: You know, I hear you guys, you pastor dudes. You guys talk. You tell us about what we need to do, and 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 it's true. But when you find that need and you turn it into desire, because the need, if you want to desire to be the a friend with christ then you and i thought i'd never say this but you need to spend time with them because when you it's like when you love somebody you spend time with them and it's not because you need to it's because you want to it's like when your wife says honey take out the garbage well you do need to do that but you do it because you love her and it's it's an expression of you know and that's another one it's that obedience thing oh bad word. Obedience, you know? No, it's the most beautiful word that equals, it's part of love.
0: Yeah. So, I, I talking to and he said, you know, he had, he had a deeper desire to be in God's word. So he said, I started to read the word. He said before that, I listened to you guys talk. He said, but when I started to read the word for myself, yeah, he started growing deeper. Yeah, I used to go to Bible
1: studies, and I kind of stopped because I wasn't in agreement sometimes, and I'd rather not... Have any disagreements with brothers and sisters, so I would start so I started reading the word for myself
0: and I and mean, then you you talked ten years ago you, yes. what happened
1: yeah, ten years ago we started we, we saw the daily bread, Kathleen and I, so we started following it, and there 's a little spot of it if you follow it it 's really not that big a deal it 's i don 't know we spend at least a half an hour sometimes an hour afterward, but you Actually gets through the whole Bible from beginning to end, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how exciting it's become
0: you said one thing that changed for you is that in ten years ago you talked about you started writing not oh. only listening to what God says but yeah. talking writing to him so I what? would yes, yeah.
1: so I would usually get up before Kathleen mm-hmm. um, that wasn't real hard to do really, but mm-hmm. anyway uh, she she would be up shortly after I was up but while I was in my moment of prayer I decided that I was going to start writing to God and so I did a little journal and I started just saying hello good morning I love you and from there the spirit took me to conversation with God what's what's a trip is honestly it became conversation I'd write I don't usually ask him too many questions but once in a while I did and I would hear the spirit of God say to me This is really crazy I hope you can believe this but one morning I said how are you Lord like we all do to one another, you know. And uh, he says, well, I'm happy and I'm sad. I was like, wow, Lord. I already knew what he was talking about. And maybe you can understand it already because there's so much joy in his heart for the love that his people share with one another. And then there's the other side. But in it all, it's, it's really, truly a beautiful happiness and a joy to grow in.
0: Uh, just uh, so your, your journey of God showing up to you, and saying, you know, that's, I, I am the truth, going through life's ups and downs, sticking with them, and then Amen. being able to be in a relationship with someone that you're studying the Word of God. And then to this place where, I, I, yesterday I was talking to, we were talking a little bit, and he said, you know, I said, so you, you got to this place where you needed to be in the Word of God. And we kept talking, and he said, I wouldn't say need. He said, I, "I just started desiring it, and I desire to be because I, as you talked a minute ago, I just fell in love. And I, I think that's the the idea of this whole thing is that God desires; he, he wants us just to follow what He has for us. He has things in the Scripture that a lot of times we t- we look at them as things that are hard, things we don't want to do. But I think we could attest to when you follow His way, that's there's for a lot sure. more peace.
1: Oh boy." It's uh, beyond human understanding kind of piece. And I want to share one other little story because i it's funny. I said to Mike, yeah, I think I've been coming here for a year or so, maybe two now. And he's like, oh, it's been more than that. <laughs> and so uh, one of the things that started happening is the prayer wall. And then from the prayer wall, it went to the Tuesday morning prayer thing. And um, so I've been doing the Tuesday morning prayer thing. And one morning... Um, There's usually about seven of us. Sometimes there's 12. But anyway, it's really cool. If you want to really have an amazing time, come at 7 a.m. to 7.30. And it's pretty prompt because they know these guys go to work. So anyhow, so one morning, and everybody prays for all the prayers that you guys write in these little things. We get a little piece of paper. And it tells, so if you come, you read if you want to or whatever, there's prayers in your mind and in your heart but there was this one time Mike prayed for somebody, Diana, and he's just just relating to what's going on with some people and, and where she was and she was recovering from a, um, her, her medical situation and I'm driving down the road, going to work, it's the middle of the day pretty much, and the Holy Spirit says, go visit Diana. Okay, well, Lord, I don't know, or how is she going to receive this? And I don't have time. Sorry, man. And he says, no, I really want you to. And, you know, I, I've learned that when I hear that voice, I obey. And uh, the connection that we have, and then I met her husband, and the connection that it, 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 it changed my life. It, it added a love relationship that... The guys up here, the pastors, the the leaders, and many of us here are actually following this whole one anothering thing, and it's just beautiful.
0: <laughs> well, I, I want to thank you for right. taking the time to, to come up here. here I, 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 My I'd pleasure, let, man. It's... Let me pray for us, and then we're, we're going to move into oh. communion time. Just stay here, Father. Thank you so much for Raphael and his life and I, his love for you, man. Uh, Yes, uh, and, and the and the clapping and what's the story is it's your story, and I thank you for his his love for you, his desire that it just that oozes out of him. And um, Father, I thank you that uh, that we get new beginnings. That that sometimes things happen in life and they pull us down, but at the same time, your, your desire for us is just to continue to follow you when life doesn't seem right, doesn't doesn't hand us the cards or doesn't give us what we want, uh, but to continue to follow and to. Thank you for what you've done in his life, what you continue to do in his life, and and the way that uh, the relationship that he has with you, it's contagious. And so thank you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.